May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning to all of you, and, and hello to all of you online. I'm curious if you have seen the 1998 film, which is a cult classic, The Water Boy. Now, in The Water Boy, there is a, it's, a, it's a funny show altogether, but there is a character which I find to be very, very funny and a good illustration for where we are going today, and that would be Bobby Boucher's mother. And if you know Bobby Boucher's mother in that movie, The Water Boy, she thinks everything is evil and that the devil, as she would say it, is in everything. And so Bobby, knowing that that is the way that she is, tries, tries to hide it from her because he is going out for a college football team and then, in essence, to do that has to be in school. But, of course, Mama finds out. And, she kind of, and then he has to defend himself. She says, foosball, translation football, well, that's got the devil in it. And then Bobby tries to save his position and save face and says, well, Mommy, I'll be going to, to school and college and I'll learn things. And, of course, she's going to be very lonely because it will be her and her pet mule, Steve, at home. And her son will be going off to college. And so she, to that reply of going to university, the devil is in school. And then, of course, Bobby in another part of the movie will, will say, I've got a crush on a young lady. And even a potential relationship, it got the devil. Now, today we are presented with these realities of the devil and the concept of spiritual warfare. And this character in this movie is an extreme in our culture of how some people view and deal with these topics. The devil and the evil forces are in everything, causing great fear and panic, and there is nothing victorious over them. The devil is going to come and get us. It's in everything. On the complete opposite side of, from that, of dealing with these topics, you've got what probably a lot of us have gone through and wrestled with in our life, the doubt of these things. Is there really a devil? Is there really a cosmic battle between good and evil? These are two extremes when we talk about these things within our culture. Well, Paul as we arrive at our final week in the final chapter of looking at his letter to the Ephesians, he is going to bring a middle ground to these two extremes and tell us as followers of his how we can stand firm. As our reading says, the wiles of the devil or those are the temptations or the schemes of the evil one come our way. We hear Paul telling us, in the strength of God and in his might, stand firm and stand strong against the evil realities. And he'll open up and say that it's not flesh and blood that we battle against, but the rulers, the authorities, and things from, from the dark heaven, uh, heaven, heavenly places, there is indeed an evil one that is trying to tempt us and just steer us in either small, subtle ways or very big, in-your-face ways, trying to end our relationship with God. 
There is a cosmic battle between good and evil to where things are coming against God and his church. But these are Paul's final instructions, his marching orders for us that we would stand firm when we find ourselves in the heat of that spiritual battle and when the devil is trying to tempt us and take us away, steer us away from our relationship with God. And he gives us the how, as this is what you've probably heard or studied it before, the armor of God. By his grace, we are to put on this full armor that we're about to talk about. And this is the way that, he, that we can stand in his might and strength by putting on the armor of God. It's how we withstand the onslaught of the evil one. So first, he tells us to put on the belt of truth. And I think contextually, it actually helps us if we had more modern language for the metaphor that Paul is using with the armor of God, we would probably use examples like the, the tank of righteousness or the missile guided spirit, uh, a missile of the spirit. But sometimes, knowing what, as I read in a commentary this week, what Paul might have been actually thinking about when he was writing this letter, as he was writing to the Ephesians, he was in prison. And he would have in front of him, guarding him daily, the Roman soldiers in their full regalia. And he came up with this metaphor of the full armor of God with that in mind that every piece of that armor that they wear could speak into the realities of God's grace and the reality of the gospel for us all. So he first brings up that belt of truth. And on that Roman soldier uniform, it wasn't just something to make it look a little better or to make it pop to make it look that way, it actually had that belt, a form and a function. It held everything together. The top part of the outfit and the bottom, that is what held it together. And as it is brought to us, the belt of truth. This is what God's truth does in our lives. It holds everything together for us all. And if we stray from that truth, our perspective the way we live our lives, all of it just unravels. And this is the first part of the armor of God, the belt of truth, that upon it, it holds everything together for the life of the Christian. From there, we move to a position of defense and with the armor of God and a number of things that will do that. So we have the breastplate of righteousness, which a breastplate's main function is to protect the heart. And righteousness will come into play. As we know, the gospel day after day, as we are pressing into God by his grace, our hearts are transformed and we are made a new people by his death and by his resurrection. And, but the devil will try to tempt us in different ways. Maybe you've heard that voice that said, you remember that thing you did in your past that you're still hanging on to? You're not worthy. You are unworthy to be a child of God. Or that behavior or action that you did yesterday or even today, have you ever been tempted to listen to that voice in your head that makes you feel unworthy and to live into your brokenness? But by God's grace, we are able to stand firm from that onslaught and that voice that may come into our mind as our hearts are guarded. 
to where we know who, what Christ has done for us and our new identity that we walk in. And rather than God looking upon our unworthiness or our brokenness, he actually looks upon the righteousness of Jesus. And that's what he sees in place of our sin and our brokenness. Do you see how the metaphor of what guards our heart, the righteousness of Jesus? From there, as we keep going, we've got, it doesn't actually say sandals, but it's what I vision in my head, the foot of readiness to go and be messengers of the, the gospel of peace. Now, the sandals that would come in that Roman guard, the special military sandals, there was actually uh, some of the soldiers were made to be messengers. And whenever the Romans would find themselves in a battle, and if they would win that battle, they would send a group of messengers back to the people to say that the victory has been won. You see, in the life of the Christian against the evil ways and in, in this spiritual warfare that, that we talk about, that Paul brings before us, we are to have these sandals or to be ready to go and proclaim the victory that has been won for us by the cross of Christ. That whenever we forget, whenever the world brings us to our knees in its darkest moment, we can proclaim the victory of Christ as Christ is sovereign over all. I thought of another illustration to, to bring this out in the life of the Christian. Here we are on the precipice of a new football season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got a new coach, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and a number of new faces are in. And what if I were to tell you that by the end of the year that the Jags would be in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, would you believe it and walk in a different attitude that way? Or those of you that have been rooting for that team for, for a long time, you probably got in the back of your head, yeah, right. We're going to lose or be behind or something's going to happen. Do you see the difference by the grace of God? As Christians, when we walk, we can be fearful and we're going to lose, but we, we are called to be messengers of the victory of his resurrection. That in the final day that he has put death and sin into the ground and he overcame it as he died and rose again, causing within us a different attitude by his grace to thwart the attacks of the evil one and the temptations as they come at us. From the foot of readiness, we go to the shield of faith. And this is not the little Captain America shield that can only guard part of your body. We're talking about the full Roman shield that they could, it was huge and heavy to carry and it would guard anything that came their way. Now they, we've talked about how sometimes when the, the evil one speaks to us, it's, it's in very subtle ways. Or for I can just cause a little bit of doubt just to steer them off of their relationship with God a little, I have done my job. But as we hear with the shield of faith, sometimes the, ots, the onslaught that comes at us is as fiery arrows coming from the evil one himself. But by our faith, we are, we are reminded by that shield that we are saved by grace through faith. 
And that because of that in our relationship with God, being in him, we are fended off from those things that would come and try to destroy us and take our relationship from God. From the shield of faith, we go to the control center, our minds, as we have the helmet of salvation. And by our salvation, we walk under the banner that we are saved by the blood of Christ. And because of that, as we continue to grow into that, as it becomes more evident in our lives, those things and those voices that come into our minds, it protects us and keeps us in right relationship with God by God's grace. The helmet of salvation does this for us. Now, those are all the ways of defense that God gives us by his grace. But we actually end, we started with the belt the belt of truth. We finish with an offensive weapon in the onslaught of the Christian by putting on this armor of God. We've got the sword of the spirit, also the word of God, the truth of God. And remember, to this point, Paul has told us, stand firm in the mighty power of God. In all of these ways he, have, he has given us in putting on the full armor of God is just the realities of the gospel that play out and continue to grow in our lives. And as we are standing firm, the word of God actually lets us take step forward and gain ground back against the evil powers that are out there in that cosmic battle between good and evil. You may, if you will remember... As we enter the liturgical season of Lent every year, we always have that story that comes around of the devil tempting Jesus. And that in those three temptations that come, how does Jesus fend off or take offense to the devil? He uses scripture to work his way through the temptations that are coming his way. What a model for us as well. You see, my friends, as we hear that encouragement from Paul, stand firm in the mighty power of God, we know that the realities of the gospel. And by knowing the realities of the gospel for us all, may we also know that we are equipped and we have everything we need to withstand the temptations of the devil as they come our way. All honor, praise, and glory be to our Lord and Savior who gives us this grace and makes this reality of the gospel for us all that we are equipped to withstand the onslaught of the evil one. Amen.